like a hard hard turn okay. but um just the idea of doing hard things right mm-hmm. and because i've been pushing myself like workout wise and all that stuff like right. i'm doing two a days right now like so really? two day workouts oh, and right. so i'll do uh well i'm doing this program called 75 hard all yeah. that kind of stuff but um i just that just got me thinking of like how not that many people do hard things in life. Like everyone takes the easy path out and this Mm -hmm. is not some new phenomenon. Like people already kind of know what I'm about to say, but it is, it just shows me like what you can create in yourself when you choose the harder path. Right. Like for instance, uh, I didn't go to college at all. And then a lot of people look down on me for that, especially in, um, you know, some teachers, all that kind of stuff. Oh, you're not gonna, I didn't even take the, uh, what is it called? ASATs or whatever? Uh, SAT. Yeah, SAT. SAT and then it's, there's ACT. I think it's ACT mm-hmm. and then SAT. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I didn't take any of them. And no shot yeah. to people who uh, went to college, but right. I didn't. And so, like, that harder path for me was just, like, you know, trying to figure it out on my own. And now, you know, I have a business and I do all that kind of stuff. But I just thinking, like, wow, like, me taking that harder path really created who I am today. Right. Because I really had to grind for the stuff that I got. Like, the clients yeah. that I get, I grind for. The money that I get, I grind for. And I know you could, yeah. uh, you know vibe with me on that but like you know i think you will always be better when you take the harder route and when you take the easier route when you take the route that people are always like oh no like this is safe right Right. people always think it's the safer route well and what's funny to me is like when people describe being safe it's not as safe as they think it is because in reality and this is something i've learned about like just life in general as i've gotten older Mm. is like life in a lot of ways is about trade-offs yeah i don't think there's a situation i think i heard a good quote that said how essentially you can have everything you want. You just can't have it at the same time. Yeah. So I'm a big believer in that. So I think for me, when it comes to like, you know, risk taking and stuff like that, I think especially, you know, like I'm 23, you're 22 right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think that more young people should be taking risks. Like, cause like, where's the upside? I feel like people are playing it like very, I mean, even like with cryptocurrency and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, I think people aren't like taking these risks. Let's take a break though. Ada at $3, man. <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, I think you're 100% right. Taking yeah. the risk, doing doing things that's getting out of yourself, you know, trying to create something that yeah. you don't that you don't even think you have in you. Because I think right. that's something too. Like people don't think they have it in them, right? right. So that they, they, they think trying something new is completely outside of themselves. They're like, sure. oh no, I could never. But like you said, especially yeah. if you're young, yo, try it. Fail as much as you want. Yeah, like, 100%. Because I have a whole bunch of stories, right? It may look good now, right. but... Well, no, I mean, you have you have to fail to grow. Right. At the end of the day. Like, if you're not willing to be uncomfortable, you're mm-hmm. never going to reach your full potential and really anything that you want to do. Yeah. Because you're always going to be boxing yourself in. It almost goes to the topic we were talking about, I think, on the first topic, where it was on the first show, where we were talking about how, like, people put themselves in these boxes and they start acting within the frame of those boxes, realizing that they could actually do a lot more. But they aren't willing to take that chance because they identify with a certain place of their life or a certain standard they hold mm-hmm. for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I think before even like changing your life, you have to actually like mentally start yeah. associating yourself with the things and the places and the people or whatever that you want to be. Yeah. And God, so that's uh, a huge first step. Man. If you can't see it, how are you supposed to create it? Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're especially if you're not willing to take risks. Like, man, risks yeah. are everything. Dude. If you're always playing it safe, bro, you will never have the life never. you want to have, bro. It's a guarantee. And one of our favorite books, As a Man Thinketh, right? I mean, you know, and I, I just went through it again. It's actually right on my desk right there. Um, just really, you know, 
so as so the the saying goes as a man thinketh so is he and that's from proverbs i think it's proverbs 23 i don't know i'll put it on the screen because i can't remember the exact words yeah. but is as a man thinketh in his heart so is he so just kind of going back what you were saying you have to truly believe these things about yourself right. to step forward and even you have to step before you even believe because uh, right. sometimes you know people will get paralyzed and not make that decision and not not make that step yeah. because they're like oh you know i'm not i can't become that or something like that but yeah. you have to you know so as a man thinketh in his heart so is he it's kind of goes back even to what we were saying about you know depression and all that kind of stuff yeah. you know as you think so are you you know what right. i mean so you stay you're putting yourself in this pattern of thinking and of thoughts that are keeping you tra- you're trapping your own self by your thoughts exactly you know so you're staying in this pattern of like you know i'm depressed i'm this or i'm not good enough all right. of, all of that stuff but even if you just switch that a little i'm like you know what uh, maybe I'm not depressed, but I'm going through this. But how, what what are things that I can think that's going to get me past this? Right. You know, thinking and this sounds corny, but happy thoughts. You know, no, and it's just like guys, like <laughs> if you're depressed right now, just think happy thoughts. No, yeah, it's, I understand how like corny or like how annoying that might sound to somebody yeah. who's actually like in these places. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of truth to it. I think this mm-hmm. is also something we talked about in episode one. How it's like. Okay, you know, for example, like, and I'm not trying to throw shade at these artists, but I think it is like, it's a true thing. How like, if you're battling depression or whatever, like listening to artists that are talking about, you know, doing drugs, being in a bad place mentally, you know, like doing certain things that, you know, you shouldn't be doing, you know, like mm-hmm. all these different topics, it, like it kind of brings you down. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, to me, it's always been a weird concept how I've seen people talk about like them being sad or them being in a bad place, but then they actively will listen to things that, but if anything, probably put them deeper in that hole. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think like how you know how are you going to get into the light if you're mm-hmm. still consuming darkness? Like to me, that's never really made sense how people have like kind of put that together. Well, because the dark is comfortable, so I or think is that what Furtick said, how it's familiar. Yeah. So like, so. Man. Again, when you get in these patterns, you know, people want to get out of it, but it feels yeah. com- that's their comfort place. Right. So I mean, I know how that feels. You know, I mean, I go through seasons ups, downs, yeah. and all arounds. You know. But um, what I, what I've noticed is when I'm in those times mm. and I'm in these consistent patterns of like oh like I'm feeling this way, it almost feels like it's crazy, but it feels comfortable because it's like I, yeah I do want to change, but yeah. again what I said a minute ago choosing the harder path right. changing is always the harder path you know oh, always. Ch- trying always. something new is always a harder path because well, it's risky it goes back to right. the risk thing it's a risk because you, you mm-hmm. don't because you know what being depressed or being anxious feels like but like if you try something and try to break out of that mold you're not sure what's around that corner mm-hmm. so you'd rather just stick with what you're familiar with and try to switch it up and see what's going on, on the other side because you know there's always a possibility it could be worse or whatever but once Definitely. again there's no risk no reward and i heard yeah. a good quote that said how you know comfort is the enemy of progress oh yeah and so if you're not willing to break out of your comfort zone and try something new mm-hmm. or you know shoot your shot with someone who mm-hmm. you want to talk to or whatever the case may be it's like you're never going to grow, man. And that's something yeah. for me that, like, I think I look back and I'm 23. I'm young. I'm like, you know, I, I, like, <laughs> I look back. <laughs> you're looking back. Yeah. But I think that is something that I do have a little bit of a regret about is how I think I could have shot my shot more, which is like just different things, like, mm-hmm. like different businesses or talking to people or making connections or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. And, and the thing I've learned about taking risks and stuff is that you'll surprise yourself. 
Oh yeah. Yo, especially in the gym, man. I think I mean everyone should be in the gym, bro. Oh, I yeah. re- I really believe that. And I'm not like trying to do, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get super buff or whatever, but <laughs> trying to like Bradley Martin. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I was about to say Bradley, but I wasn't sure if we we're gonna bring him up or not. Yeah. But uh yeah, not trying to get on that level. But I do think that prioritizing your physical health one hundred percent has reflections on your mental health one hundred percent. When you start to move your body, you know, uh something that my dad always says is a body emotion stays the most and he says yeah. that a lot, but it's so true because because, I mean, think about the last time you took three days off the gym. You felt like trash when you went back. Oh, 100%. And so, like, it's almost, and this is kind of something we talk about all the time, but it has to do with momentum. Mm-hmm. How, if anything, it creates that bad momentum. And it becomes, like, let's say, you know, you don't work out on Friday. You don't work out on Saturday. You don't work out on Sunday. And so, when you when you come to Monday, it's going to feel even harder to work mm-hmm. out because you've gotten the cycle of saying, you know, oh, I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to work out. Because it feels like restarting. Yeah, because it feels like, oh, okay, I got to, like, Get the ball yeah. rolling again, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, like, that's why it's all about the like, little wins and just keeping mm-hmm. that momentum going in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what Ty Lopez said, how it's like, even if, like, something is always going to be better than nothing. So, yeah. like, for working out or whatever, let's say you're just completely not in the mood, like, you're super shot. Like, just do, like, 10 push-ups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, take a, take a lap take around a the walk. block. Yeah, take a lap around the block or <laughs> something. Know? Like, just do something to get your body moving and get that momentum back, man. Because I think that's so important, bro. Like, because I, I personally experience the effects of both positive and negative momentum in my mm-hmm. own life. Oh, for sure. I mean, it goes both ways. Uh, yeah. Something that I do want to touch on, because we uh, touched on crypto and we were talking about risky stuff. Yeah. Uh, I do want to touch on crypto a little bit, because I think yeah. that, um, you know, we've been able to put money towards crypto. Of course, yeah. not nothing crazy before, you know, if you start trying to come after us. Um, but I think- <laughs> IRS, if you're watching this. Right. <laughs> I'm a millionaire in crypto. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but I think um, you know, we're just talking about being young and all that kind of yeah. stuff. That that is something you should put to like even yeah. if you don't have uh a job or anything or well, if you have a job, well, you need a job. <laughs> Let me yeah. start there. Yeah, like get a job. <laughs> right. Like have some way to make money that's legal. Right. Yeah, some way that to make money that's illegal. That's great. Yeah, that's um, yo, just put like 5% of your money in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, cause I think that, uh, you know, the compound interest, what's that book? You know what book I'm talking compound about? Compound effect. Yeah. Co- compound effect. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like you just don't notice those little seeds that you plant right. that could, you know, I mean like us, like we didn't put any crazy money there, but like we're seeing like good return of, oh, yeah. of what we put to. Oh, for sure. And so I think that, um, that's just something that people should think about. Like if you have a little bit of money, you have, right. I mean, shoot, if you have $500, let's say you only have $500 yeah. in your bank account, go put a hundred dollars into any, yeah. co- any coin. Well, not any coin. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, I'm shoot. I say I say any coin because like do your research because like yeah. I think that that's what a lot of people do. I mean, but if you were asking me, Cardano to the moon. But <laughs> I actually invested in a new coin uh, last night. Oh really? Yeah, Solana. Oh no, so that I was going to do that. Yeah, no, I, I put uh, I put a good chunk of I put a good chunk of money into Solana. Last yeah. Night. Well, it's just crazy. I mean, because the whole market right now is crazy. Stupid. Like, well, and to me, it's it's so interesting how so many people still don't know about crypto. And I think mm-hmm. it really is the future, man. Oh, yeah. If you look at like what they're building and the ecosystems and the mm-hmm. technology and like all these problems that we experience in our modern day life mm-hmm. are being answered by crypto and these you know, technology and these projects mm-hmm. that are coming out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it truly is special. And I think, you know, my dad got so excited about the whole crypto thing. Cause, oh, yeah. You know, we talk about it all the time. And the thing he keeps on coming back to is like, man, this feels like the internet all over again mm. because you know I, i've never existed i've never existed, know, existed in a world without the internet right and so for him like he he noticed the trend mm-hmm. you know before the internet and then after the internet and the build-up and the changes and the innovation that was happening mm-hmm. in order for that process to happen yeah so now he's seeing crypto and the technology that's coming out now and he's like man this feels like 
a new a new wave, a new, a new start, a new yeah. generation. And I'm like, man, you got to get a part of that, dude. Get a, yeah. you know, something. Just get like you know, some I'm, piece of the pie, right? I'm really excited about it. And then something that's really going off now is, you know, NFTs and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just think that, hey, if you don't have any money into stocks or anything like that, <laughs> I think you go ahead and make the uh, first step. This right. is me. Like, go ahead and make the first okay, step. Well, this is non-financial advice. Oh, yeah. This is non- non-financial advice. We are clearly not a... Uh, go at your own risk, man. Yeah, it's all, it's all about, you know, it's all about risk. You got to assess your own personal risk. Like, For sure. Yes, yeah, so I'm definitely not telling people where to put their money or anything like oh, that, no. but... Yeah, but I do think like taking a look at the opportunities around you, mm. I think is important. And I think especially if you're in a place where you're not happy with where you're at, I think a good question to ask yourself is what risks are you taking mm. to get out of that? Because a lot of people are unhappy with their circumstances, but mm. what are you doing to break out of what you're not happy with already? Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not happy with your body, like, are you pushing yourself in the gym? Are you getting mm-hmm. uncomfortable? Like, you know, financially, are you learning new skills to be able to, you know, get a job or to create a business that's making more money? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, investing, are you into crypto? Are you keeping up with stocks? You know, like just these little questions about like, you know, just to explain, mm-hmm. you know, maybe where you're at or why you're at the place you're at now and then be able to hopefully be able to make a map to, you know, get to a better place. Yeah, no, I think that's a good thing. You know, where it's a good place to pivot is talk about like what we actually do. Because yeah. I think, you know, that'll give people like open up their eyes and open up. Like, oh, maybe I could try that. So yeah. you want me, you can go first. So I'm actually a professional Dolce and Gabbana fashion model. <laughs> I am a Calvin Klein model. Obviously. <laughs> you see the jaw? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So for me, I pretty much do. Um, I, I think the easiest way to explain this, because I, I, I can get nerdy and talk about the details of and, uh, all day. Um, but essentially I do paid social media management. So I mm-hmm. handle like all the annoying Facebook ads, the Instagram ads, the TikTok ads, mm-hmm. YouTube ads. Uh, yeah, that, that's me. So I create mm-hmm. the strategies. I do the implementation sometimes. Like right now I'm doing a role with an agency um, where they brought me on to create strategies for their associates. And I mm-hmm. pretty much make sure they're, they're running the campaigns correctly, the spends are being spent correctly mm-hmm. um, and th- things like that. So pretty much just like paid advertising on social media. Yeah, and so I balance in between the world of marketing and creative, mm-hmm. and so more the creative side, so websites and stuff like that. Right. Um, I started off doing photography and video, yeah. um, which I may be getting into again here soon. Okay. Okay. Uh, but my main thing is uh, mostly strategy for social media and websites. And so that's how I yeah. make my money. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. but I think people think there's such a bigger barrier to entry than it really is because yeah. most of the stuff that I've learned, and I've made pretty good money. Uh, yeah. Just by learning off of YouTube alone, like YouTube University, man. No, for real, and and, that, and that's kind of the thing too. Like especially when it comes to like the whole like college versus non college and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like for me, like I knew I wanted to be into the the content, the marketing, advertising, branding, like things like that. So for me, like, I kind of knew that like just the nature of the business that I'm mm-hmm. in is constantly changing. So if I were to spend four years in university, by the time I got out, a brand new platform is here, a brand new tactic is here. Oh yeah, and so it's like you can't. And this is another thing too. You, you can't stop learning. A lot of people stop reading books, stop pushing themselves, mm-hmm. you know, when they get out of college and stuff like that. So I think to me, man, like just constantly learning is so important. I mean, and YouTube is free, bro. Oh, YouTube, right. is like I've learned things that have made me tens of thousands of dollars. Me too. It's from YouTube. <laughs> yeah. It's like that free. one little tip. Yeah, guys, like, I mean, the internet, th- this is an unbelievable era that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Like it truly is like a blessing. Mm-hmm. Like just to be able to have all this access to information. I mean, literally for free, like, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I'm, I'm truly blessed to be in the country that I'm in, the era that I'm in. Mm-hmm. It's it's unbelievable. Oh yeah, and YouTube, uh, we're switching off, going to either yes, 
uh, Spotify, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So Absolutely. yeah, see you over there. But um, yeah, man, I, I think I think that's really good for people to just try different things and learn. Again, YouTube is free. Go yeah. go look up something. Go hey, how how do I make money as a videographer? Yeah. How do I make money as uh you know a a media strategist how do i make money it's it's really those little seeds that you're putting like oh okay cool like i'm seeing how these people do it oh i see little softwares that they use and all that kind of stuff i mean i'm always seeing you a new software i literally (laughs) i love i'm obsessed with that like i'm going to make my own software one day because i just love that world um but yeah like just those little things i mean like you said you've learned uh skills that have made you you know tens of thousands of dollars just by you know on youtube and i can say the same for myself (laughs) just like Hey, how do you do X thing? Like whatever that, right. whatever your passion is. I mean, even if it's being a content creator, like how do how do content creators make money? Right, right? that's something you may type up. Uh, I know for me, early I was like, oh, how do you know? How do I grow my photography business? And yeah. then that led me into video. And then I met my friend Dante. Shout out to him, um, which he cho- told me a lot. And that's another thing about proximity is uh, getting closer. Uh, to people who do who do what you want to do, right? right. And like even with us, when I first met you, you know, um, I was deep creative. You were deep, um, you know, marketing and yeah. stuff like that. And then we came together, and then we kind of bled into each other's worlds. Like I learned yeah. a lot from you, you know. I'm pretty sure whatever. And so it was like we learned from each other and grew in that sense. We share so much information with each other. Like, yeah. oh, look at this video on Facebook ads and how they did this one right. thing. Look at this YouTube ads thing. And and so from there, is, you know, we're learning together. So yeah. I think that's a big step as well, is getting close to somebody who's doing what you're already doing. 100%. Bro, because I'm telling you this now, like my friend Dante, like a lot of the stuff that I've known, like I was kind of already on that um, upward trajectory, yeah. but he showed me so much because he was already doing it. Like, right. he was like, yo, instead of getting paid, you know, $500 or $1,000, you can get paid $5,000 if you do if you break it up this and do this video and I'm like oh snap and then like you get to the point where you know you're doing multiple thousand dollars for a two minute video just by structuring the um, invoice or structuring the um, proposal in a certain way Oh, 100%. And I think that's where it comes back to just knowing the value of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important, man. Oh, I think yeah. especially like when you're first getting started, it's really easy to like, and I think there's a time and place for this where like, if you need to build a portfolio or a resume, mm-hmm. like I've, I've done free work before, I've done mm-hmm. stuff for really cheap. Like I think just to be able to get a portfolio to show that like, hey, I'm actually good at this because at least like in my world with the advertising and marketing and stuff mm-hmm. like that, people want to see case studies. They want to see Mm -hmm. examples of like, are you who you say you are? Mm -hmm. Are you worth the money? And especially as you ask for more money, Mm -hmm. there's going to be more proof and more evidence they want to see that confirms that you are who you claim to be. Yeah, I think that's a difficult one for me uh, doing free work because I I don't think I've, I don't know. I don't think I never tell people to do free work. I think it, I think it depends on how you want to do it. But for me, I say do it for extremely cheap. Like don't ever take nothing. Yeah. So that that's all. That's what I how I think about it. Even like as I uh, jump into different niches and stuff like that. Yeah. Like maybe I won't charge. Now I was just about to put my prices out there. <laughs> maybe I won't charge. You know you know, a lot for this service, but it's yeah. a new niche, it's a new people that I'm working with. Right. Hey, I'll do half or I'll do less than half. I mean, you know, right. I, I, but I'm taking, getting something um, back from, from what I'm, you know, giving these people. Right. But something that I would say is though, uh, before you even ask for money, learn the skill. Well, be good at what, Right. You're supposed to be good. And you don't have to be amazing, yeah. but you have to have a baseline of the thing. Like if you're a Facebook, if you're a media buyer, if you don't know how to set up an ad campaign and yeah, you <laughs> back probably, Facebook. Well, here's the thing too. I mean, be your own client. Yeah. Like that's something that's for good. me. So like, let's say like you don't want to do stuff for free for other people. I mean, literally run your, like create like, not like a fake business, but like create yeah. like a business or some kind of website or some mm-hmm. kind of page or something 
to be able to run your ads for yourself, mm-hmm. to be able to get that, and then literally just use your own stats that you got as a case study to present to other people. Or even like you know, with videography, like create your own mm-hmm. video with your friends and then mm-hmm. show that to people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people just want to see something. Like yeah. you gotta be able to prove and show like- Like, hey, I am knowledgeable, at least at the right. baseline of this thing. Yeah, because they want to trust you. I think especially in the spaces that we're in, there's so much value, mm-hmm. but people want, you know, there's so much noise and so many gurus mm-hmm. oh that people want to know that I'm making a good choice by going with you. Mm-hmm. So can you show me, can you convince me to trust you? It's mm-hmm. pretty much what that is. And something I want to say too is like you don't have to be an entrepreneur because I feel like that's kind of where no. the conversation is going. No. But uh, I mean, there's companies out there that'll pay you, you know, 50, you know, 40, 45 to like 50,000 a year to being a video editor. You yeah. know what I mean? So if you pick the right company, you can go ahead and make 50K a year well, and somewhere. There's, there's so much opportunity, like, <laughs> so much. like copywriting, video yeah. editing, mm-hmm. like, I mean, all these like just random, you know, yeah. skills. And so that way, if you're able to string these things together, mm-hmm. like, I mean, you're, you become even more valuable. Way more valuable. Because if like, let's say you go in for a video editing thing, right? Yeah. And like, okay, cool. But like, oh, you know, yeah, I know how to do video editing, but I also know how to do marketing strategy. Right. But like, wait, you know how to do both of those. So that means you can create the video and also yeah. give us a plan of how to put it out there right and so that was something that's how i separate myself even today like yeah. people when they work with me you're not just getting a website right that's actually the least important thing you're yeah. getting a roadmap to how to 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 get people to this thing you're getting right. um you know a roadmap of how to you know put this thing out it's not just mm-hmm. oh you're just getting this um video you're just getting this photo yeah. you're getting an actual plan and so automatically that makes me more valuable to right. anybody else that's coming to them. Well, I think to me, a simple way to break it down is if you want more money, become more valuable. Yes. I mean, literally that's what mm-hmm. that is. So like you said, like be able to string skill sets together. I mean, mm-hmm. and here's the thing too, man, you can have all the skills in the world, but if you don't know how to present your ideas with confidence, yes. like you need to instill confidence in the people that you're trying to work with mm-hmm. in order for them. Once again, it goes back to trust. Mm-hmm. So I mean, <laughs> People I would do business with who they know, like, and trust. Yeah, 100%. And so I think, like, if you come in, you know, like, don't be, like, delusionally calm. I, I used to be that <laughs> way, you know. But, like, there was a point where, I mean, I really did not have a super impressive resume. I mean, this a couple years ago. But I had this confidence about what I was doing. I believed in it. I believed they needed it. And they felt that energy and they want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, I definitely have a lot more skills and a lot more things to show for that I could probably yeah. just sell on my experience alone. But being able to partner that that certainty about yourself, that confidence that you know mm-hmm. what you're doing, plus, you know, a resume be able to back that up. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that confidence comes from that resume. Mm-hmm. At least for me, like the more projects that I've worked with, the more agencies that I've partnered with, the more results I've gotten, the more I believe that, hey, like it's proof for yourself. Yeah, because you feel good about that I'm it. I'm actually, hey man, I'm good at this. Like yeah. I can really do this at a high level. And so, yeah, if you if you guys want to make more money or become more successful, become more valuable, man. Become more mm-hmm. valuable to others. Become more valuable in your skill set. Mm-hmm. You know, it's super important, man. Yeah, man. I, I think that's great because, yeah, man, like you're going through this. You're learning more. So you're I'm feeling more confident about yeah. this thing. You know, that's happened to me. Um, but even when you get to a certain point, sometimes uh, you kind of ha- get that imposter syndrome as well, because mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah, I've had all these years. I've spent money on courses. I've did this. I've did right. that to become the person I am. But still, like when I'm sending a, uh, an invoice or some type of proposal, my finger is shaking to stitch. <laughs> you know, especially when it's a number I've never put out before. Right. Um, and so it's like at every level, there's always going to be something that you have to overcome. Sure. And I just don't. I just want to make sure that people are not discouraged because I mean, even at this level, I mean, I haven't made a million dollars or anything, but I've made a good. I made enough money not to get a job and, you know, get the things that I want in life. Right. So it's like 
at, at every level that that you go to, there's always going to be a problem. Because I think that people in the beginning, they're like, oh, man, it's so hard and it's going to get easy. No, it's not. <laughs> it, it's not going to get easy. It, it, may, it may get a little easier to like reach yeah. out to the person or send that. But at each level, there's always going to be something to overcome. Well, I think if you're doing it right, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, I think in the beginning, like, it's not that your problems are going to go away. It's just that you're going to deal with different problems. Mm-hmm. So like in the beginning, it may be like, oh, I need to build a resume. I got to learn how to sell myself. I got to mm-hmm. like, you know, how do I, you know, get that interview with my dream job? How do mm-hmm. I, you know, talk to that client I've always wanted to work with or whatever. Mm-hmm. But as you progress and as you get better, you build your resume, your portfolio, all that mm-hmm. stuff, you know, you run into new challenges. And so mm-hmm. I think it's, and this is really a life thing too. It's not that like, you're never going to have problems. It's just that your problems are going to change. And I think as you evolve and get better, you're just going to be able to grow from there. Yeah. I think some people look at it in the way of like, okay, like once I get there, it's all good. And it's yeah. like, no, not necessarily, you know, you're going to still hit that bump in the road and stuff like that. Yeah. I just, I just want to say that because I want people to have a, the right view of it right. and i just like okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna learn the skill and it's gonna be easy or even when i hit my first 10k a month it's gonna be right. like no you're gonna hit it and be like okay uh next month like what am i gonna you know what I mean? well yeah and, and my thing is man like you have to start somewhere mm-hmm. and i think for me and i'll i'll even make a personal confession for the the people who are tuning into the audio right now mm-hmm. i think for me like even starting this podcast like mm-hmm. i think for me like i was so afraid of like oh like the numbers or like mm-hmm. you know whatever like it not being what i feel like it could be and i think it's it's been amazing so far and oh, I've, yeah. I've enjoyed this so much mm-hmm. but i think for me like a lot of people have that like they're scared to start because you're not going to immediately start with you know 50,000 followers you're not going to mm-hmm. immediately get the job you've always wanted you're not going to immediately get those clients that are paying you the money you think you deserve or whatever mm-hmm. But the important thing is just getting in the game and starting. Mm-hmm. Like you have to start somewhere. That's what I, that's something that I love that Gary Vee talks about. It's like you have to start, man. Mm-hmm. Do not let analysis paralysis and your own insecurities mm-hmm. get in the way of being the person you know you can be. I mean, it's so easy though, right? Like, you so know, easy. it's so easy sure. to get in your head. Again, at every level, it's that thing. It's that thing that you're going to hit. Again, maybe in the middle is like, you know, gaining the skill and then learning yeah. how to reach out to people and all that kind of stuff. But at every level is going to be something else. Yeah, I think that's great, man. Yeah, no, 100%. I feel good about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. So as we come to the close of episode three. Episode three. Episode three, man. Um, Yeah, just make sure, you know, if you liked it, share it with a friend. Like, comment, subscribe, all this stuff. If you're just listening to the audio, make sure you jump over to YouTube. Make sure you go follow Hunter. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. Uh, Yeah, no, it was a great one. Yeah, no, I had a lot of fun, guys. Hope you're enjoying the show. And yeah, like everything you said, like, you know, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Follow us on all the socials. Yeah, we'd love to interact with you guys. So any comments, we'll definitely respond to them. And yeah, we'll catch you in the next episode. See you in the next one. Later.